Hello everyone, this episode of Talk and Pop for the Cultured is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episodes starring prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you are a new podcaster or existing broadcaster like ourselves, looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you're going to want to check out poddex.com. That's poddex.com. Make sure to use that promo code TALKPOP, T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your first order. Poddex is the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or simply to gamify their podcast. Simply shuffle up, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com. That is poddex.com. Make sure to use that promo code TALKPOP, T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your order. Now, let's get on to the show. Sponsorship for the podcast. It's brought to you by ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN, you're probably wondering what is a VPN. Before we get into it, just to let you know, especially if you want to watch culture content and you figure your ISP is not going to find out what you're doing or your family members aren't knowing what they're doing, you think Incognito Mode is going to save you? Guess what? It's not going to save you. That's where ExpressVPN comes in. ExpressVPN is a virtual private network, a VPN can create a secure tunnel between your device and internet. It pretty much means it hides your information from hackers, your ISP, and the government. Pretty much, especially if you try to go to a public Wi-Fi, if you did not have ExpressVPN, this is what happens. A hacker can connect to that same unencrypted Wi-Fi network and can steal your personal information. By having ExpressVPN, it'll help encrypt your internet connection using the highest standards of encryption currently available. It will take a hacker with a superior billions of years to crack. That means when you're traveling, as long as you have ExpressVPN, you turn it on. If you got to use a public Wi-Fi at an airport, hotel, coffee shop, by having that, you are perfectly secure. So why I love to use ExpressVPN is because for the podcast, especially a pop culture section one like ourselves, I want to study content. And unfortunately, my streaming service, for example, Netflix has certain content that's geo-blocked. For example, I want to see Studio Ghibli on Netflix. Unfortunately, Netflix USA does not carry it. Lucky for me, I have ExpressVPN. So all I have to do is click on ExpressVPN on my laptop, switch my location from where I'm living at, which is in the U.S., to Toronto, Canada, type in Spirit Away, refresh, refresh my browser, type in Spirit Away, and voila! Now I get access to the movie Spirit Away, but I also get access to Studio Ghibli's whole library on Netflix. It doesn't work just on Netflix. It works on many streaming services as well. So that way you can enjoy content that's usually blocked by geolocation. So pretty much, ExpressVPN, what makes it the best? Well, ExpressVPN offers the fastest speeds. ExpressVPN invests in only in premium servers, making it consistently faster than our VPN provider. 24-7 customer support. Live chat means your questions will be answered within seconds, not hours. It's easy to use. You can use it on your smartphone, your laptop, your tablet, your game console, your smart TV to protect your stuff. Because you're not knowing, if not having a VPN, you know what happens? Pretty much your ISP service provider pretty much can sell your data to advertisers, government officials, and companies. So by having a VPN... They put a stop by encrypting all your data and hiding your location. And guess what? For right now, for listeners and viewers of Talking Pop for the Culture, you can get three months for free, a free trial of three months by clicking on expressvpn.com slash talkpop. That's expressvpn talkpop. You click on there, you get three months for free for trying out of ExpressVPN. And guess what? They're the number one top-rated VPN provider, rated number one by CNET, The Verge, Wire, TechRadar, and many more. Also rated 9.5 out of 10 based on 3,131 reviews on TrustFund. I enjoy ExpressVPN, and you guys should enjoy it as well. Just make sure to click on the link in the description below, which is expressvpn.com slash talkpop to save yourself three months for free. That's a three-month free trial. And you can look at the prices that works in a plan just for you. So go ahead, enjoy ExpressVPN just as much as I enjoy ExpressVPN. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. Whoa. 
What up, fanboys and fangirls and non-binaries? Welcome to another edition of Talking Pop for the Culture, a pop culture-centric podcast. I'm your host of Franchise. I know it's been about a couple weeks ago, but um, I know this news is going to come late, but um, I did want to talk about D23, but I also want to talk about stuff that I saw as opposed to stuff on Disney+, Plus because I hardly watch Disney+, Plus, but I do watch like the Marvel shows and anything that was original that was coming up soon so i wanted to share with you guys what i saw so reading that um before we get into d23 i want to remind you guys to make sure you follow us on twitter at podcult85 that's podcult85 if you want to tweet us any questions tweet me any questions on the show or anything you want me to talk about as well i'll make sure to follow us on facebook at facebook.com slash talk talk and pop 8520. Make sure to follow us. That way you get the news of any episodes being uploaded. Or if you simply want to have any questions that you want me to answer on the air. As you know, I am, this is the first time you're listening. Yes, I used to have a co-host, Biko, but right now he's taking a mental health break. I'm carrying the show, and hopefully Biko will return. I did explain that in the last episode. I don't want to get into detail of that. Without further ado, and also check out our merch store at talkpopculture.threatless.com. Com. We got shirts up in there. I put up some fake merchandise. I put up some fake business merchandise designs. You know, Biko sunglasses, uh, Bonchai's Coffee Company. Um, you know, just and of course some shirts with the new podcast logo up there. Like I said, season two of the podcast going to. We went. This is like our third like name change. So this is the name change we're probably gonna keep. It kind of makes sense because we're talking pop and you know. Pop is referred to pop culture when we talk about culture individuals such as yourselves. So it covers pretty much more than just like movies and film. It also covers anime, video games, music, like news. So it's like everything. Even sports. We'll actually talk about sports. So I'll talk about sports a little bit as well when I get a chance. But as you know, I am the anime guy. I am franchise. So I do love to talk about anime. So for your anime lovers, manga lovers, this is the right stop for you. So when we go into that, let me get into Disney real quick. I do want to focus on Disney D23. This is the part of this episode. I do want to talk about D23. And also, for the video game listeners, I also want to talk about Nintendo Direct and PlayStation State of Play. Because that happened this past week as well. So, without further ado, I do want to talk about what I watch at Disney+. Plus. I'm watching She-Hulk. I just watched a recent episode. As you remember, um, She-Hulk pretty much, you know... She was getting sued by Titania because of the name of because apparently she trademarked She Hulk as opposed to selling like one of those like merchant like makeup um, beauty fashion products. She Hulk by Titania, um, and also the whole um, it kind of like also focused on you know Jennifer's like look and stuff because she came wearing the same or wearing suit. So the, her friend Nikki, who's also her paralegal. Decides to find out, you know, through Pug, you know, what's the best, like, tailor for superheroes, which kind of gives you an idea of where these heroes get their costumes from. So it kind of gives you a type depth of where they get their suits and stuff to finally get the idea of where these costumes get made. Because we all thought it was Stark Industries that made the costumes, but now we know it's an actual person, individual, that makes these costumes. And it's kind of cool how... That was introduced as well. I don't want to spoil it too much, guys, but I did enjoy the episode. You've got to watch it more. Like I said, I kind of focus more on, you know, even, you know, Jeff Walters has legal issues. And also, I think it also puts it about, like, insecurity and identity and stuff and how at first she wasn't embracing of the nickname She-Hawk, but, you know, over the course of the episode, she starts slowly accepting it. But like I said, you got to watch the episode. I enjoyed it enjoy it too wasn't that many cameos but they introduced more characters um i do recommend staying to the credits because something does show that her transition to the next episode but definitely check out she hulk airing thursdays on disney plus another thing i did see was the pinocchio film uh because my mom she loves pinocchio she watched the original animated show and Grandma used to play it for them when she was a kid, and um, of course she got us to be in a, got me and Biko the VHSs as well. Um, and I didn't realize they made a live action version. You know how Disney's all about making live action revivals of their animated works. Um, they did a Pinocchio one. It was directed by Robert Zemeckis. It starts Tom Hanks as Geppetto. And my thing is, 
I know there's been mixed reviews on the movie itself. People thought it was unoriginal, creative, wise spot. I love the fact they tried to turn it into more of a musical. And I just wish my thing about it was um, I wish the dialogue for Geppetto was a little bit written better. I know Tom Hanks tries. You know, Tom Hanks and I was mentioning like their third or second collaboration together, I believe, because they worked together on Forrest Gump. So, and I like for the fact that they had some Easter eggs with the time clocks. I didn't. Want, I don't want to point out the Easter eggs. You got to see the film. Um, I did like how they did with Pinocchio. You know, CGI. Same thing with Figaro and Cleo. But I like the um, the actor they had on um, playing Pinocchio was um, actually the actor who plays Young Sheldon. Um, Joseph Gover Levitt is actually Jiminy Cricket, which at first I didn't recognize because he was talking to Thunder Draw. I believe he was doing like a little homage to the original actor who played Jiminy Cricket. I was blown away. Um, even like um, Honest John and Gideon looked great in live action form. I like they had the song too, and Stromboli was in there, and they had new characters in there. Um, the Pleasure Island sequence was really great, the musical numbers. Like I said, it was more like a musical than, you know, like try to do a shot for shot remake of the original. They, of course, they had to like up, you know, re modernize it a little bit, you know, couldn't show things that they were showing in the original animated show. I made a film just adapted for the modern times as well. I do like for the fact that, you know, they were they were some Italian words in there because of course, um if you remember the original star of Pinocchio was written by an Italian author. So like I said, definitely I, I loved it. I mean I just wish the dialogue was written better for Geppetto, but I did love the visuals. Um I love the musical sequences, I love the musical numbers for the film. Honest John to me kinda of saved it. <laughs> But high duty day, that sequence with Pinocchio and uh, even the Pleasure Island sequence was actually really good. The, the song numbers and stuff. So they had, like, like I said, it was like a musical. A little bit dark, but I kind of like that whole musical aspect of it. It, it. And like I said, it's like I said, it was mixed reviews, but definitely I do recommend you guys to check it out and see how you like it compared to the original anime because both both items are films are available on Disney Plus. So definitely check that out. Um, Pinocchio is airing on Disney Plus. Also, Again, Thor Love and Thunder is also available on Disney+. Plus. Um, I believe they did fix some one of the visuals for one of the scenes in there, so definitely check that out as well. Okay, so I'll take care of Disney+. Plus. Um, let's go ahead and talk about D23. Let's talk about that. Um, I did go up on WDWMagazine.com to pull up all the announcements for D23, so... I did pull them up right here, so let's go ahead and take a look at all the announcements. I like this one. They actually did like um like a little timeline, which I did like the highlights, so it was kind of cool. Um, the first one was they introduced the Disney Legends, uh, which is kind of like their whole like Walk of Fame kind of. It's like their Hall of Fame, like people that contributed to the Disney um pretty much family. So so we'll see here. Um, they did like a little celebration. They had um. Different actors, um, surprising nasty. Some some actors from like the Broadway shows, singing some songs, and from the Lion King looks like Frozen and Aladdin were there as well. Um, they had the CEO Bachir Peck of Disney Company, which like I said, is first D twenty three in a while. Because I guess, you know, with COVID and stuff, they had to lay a lot of these. And of course, you know, Disney's celebrating. They're going to celebrate the 100th anniversary of their content. Um, that's it's called Disney 100 Years of Wonder. They'll celebrate 100 years of anniversary content exchange and programming. So even the new signature was announced. Um, they're going to expand. They did announce Disney's California Adventure. They are expanding um, the park. Um, more Adventure Camp expand I heard there's a big hero six being attracted as well and actually they announced um a Hulk in the Avengers Endgame suit walk around character that they announced that as well. Um so they what they did for the Disney Legends um was uh the first one to get the reward was Ellen Pompeo who I don't know if you guys remember she was from the long running Drama Grey's Anatomy um and also, she was not, she was inducted. Uh, another person they got inducted as well was one of the Imagineers named um, Rob Fulton, 
who's um, imaginary correct. Uh, he's a longtime uh, imaginary creative director. He was, you know, he helps, you know, with the parks and stuff. Um, he was inducted. Patrick Dempsey was also inducted as a Disneyland Disney legend as well for his work on Grey's Anatomy and also recently Enchanted. Um, also inducted was George Sardoun, a veteran Walt Disney Imaginary Creative Director, who worked on many aspects of Shanghai and Disney Resort. Wow. Um, also inducted Anthony Anderson, you know, star of the Blackish. Um, he was also inducted as a Disney legend. Also, uh, her, his co star Tracy Ellis Ross was also inducted as well. That's kind of cool. Um, um, Debbie Swenson, um, Robert Price, Bob Fox's daughter, accepted the Disney Resort on his behalf. Um, he was like his. Her dad was pretty much just the one that um, pretty much was one of uh, Disney's like, um, pretty much worked in Disney's like. Pretty much, um, he helped contribute to getting the securing the land and you know build up the groundwork that became Disney Resort. Um. Also, let's see. Well, um, another person that got inducted was Chris Rotan, Disney's right responsible chip for any hits like Billy Ever, Beauty and the Beast, and Iconic Spider-Man film. Was inducted as well. Oh, wow. And then Jonathan Groff got inducted as a Disney legend, Larry Jonathan Groff. I doing? I'm doing good. I'm a Disney legend. Wants to be better. So they pretty much inducted the cast of Frozen into something too. Um, he accepted his award. He said that as a young gay boy growing up in the late '80s and '90s, my first touch with the Disney group that fits with my primary artistic escape and self-expression because of what my imagination was throughout the Frozen. I am sure as many people in this room didn't memorize scenes, songs, line readings, choreography. I dressed up as Peter Pan. I dressed up as Alice in Wonderland, as Cinderella on Halloween when I was three. So I dressed up as Mary Poppins, completely with a lipstick and covered bag. When I took my mop and we dressed up as whoever I wanted to dress up as, and for always fan the flame and like creativity. This is my true personal version. So they did have like Christian Bell was inducted as well, Wiz of Anna, um, Josh Gad, of course he's uh, Olaf, India Manzel, Dina Manzel, sorry <laughs> if I'm getting that wrong. Guess she was inducted as Elsa. Um, Chadwick Boseman uh, was also posthumously inducted um, for for um, as a Disney legend. Um, his brother um, Derek Boseman accepted on his behalf. Um, also Don Hahn, who was kind of getting the accolades recently on Beauty and the Legend, also was inducted as a as a Disney legend as well. So. Like I said, um, they did, uh, I guess, some cast members from, you know, Encanto's close of the show were performing, so we don't talk about Bruno. I love that song. Um, they played it. A lot and voice actors love that song. They did it for the karaoke. I have it in my car playing me when I play that song. I mean, it's a catchy song. That song, you can't really escape anywhere from it. So, definitely congratulations to all those that made Disney Legends. That was great. Um, that's they announced that they announced some stuff they're going to have. You know, they're calling it the Wonderful World Disney Exhibit. Um, Disney and Pixar also announced um, some films. They announced Inside Out 2 with Amy Poehler coming out and announcing it. Um, coming back as Joy. Apparently they're going to... The way it is, looks like it's going to follow Riley again. So, But there's some rumors that may, um, Bill Hader and Mindy Kaling will not be back for this film. So we'll see what actors they get for this one. Um, they did announce the sequel to Disenchanted. For Enchanted called Disenchanted, which is pretty much going to take... Amy Adams' character and make her like kind of like an anti-hero-esque character, but Maya Rudolph's going to be in it as well. Jason Martinson's going to be in it. Um, Patrick Dempsey will be back in there as well. We should see those actors came back together. Um, Little Mermaid with um Haley Bailey. Um, they show her rendition of Part of Your World, which I was amazed by it. I loved it. I'm glad Disney's moving in the right direction. I've seen the reactions on TikTok and. A lot of people are accepting it, and it's like saying that anyone can be a princess, no matter the color of your skin or that, or ethnicity. Anyone can be a princess. I love it. I can't wait. It comes out May of next year. Of course, Hocus Pocus 2 is coming out. There's a lot of show footage from that. It's going to later on Disney+. Plus. Uh, Marvel, under date 
2 showed off their um, footage of What Kind of Forever and Ant Man the Wasp Quantumania. That's um, of course on What Kind of Forever is coming out later this year, the end phase 4, and Ant Man the Wasp Quantum Man is going to open up phase 5. Of course, they were teasing new mock ups for the Marvels, Captain America New World Order, Thunderbolt, who seemed like the cast coming out, and Fantastic Four was announced. Um, of course, new Marvel series are being announced um, for Disney Plus, including Loki Season 2, Secret Invasion, Ironheart, Daredevil Born Again, with Chris Cox and Vincent Norfield, um, Echo as well, spinoff from Hawkeye, and then, of course, um, Lucas Films announced, you know, their new shows, Andor, that's coming out soon, with a three-episode premiere, I believe, later this month on Disney Plus, um, as well as Another season of the Bad Batch, Tales of the Jedi, Ahsoka. Ahsoka was also announced, and there's one with um Jude Law being featured as well. Of course, speaking of Jude Law, he's gonna be in a new series of Disney Plus as well called Peter Pan and Wendy. Um, a new Haunted Mansion movie is being um is being being made with Jamie Lee Curtis as Madame Leona. Um, of course, they showed Harrison Ford. And Ki Hui Quinn, who if you remember played Short Round, are actually reuniting, so we'll probably get to see them together after so many years. Um, of course, Willow, the series, which basically follows the actual movie as well. That's going to come out soon as well. I mean, Disney had a lot of announcements of new stuff that's coming out. I don't, it's, <laughs> it's a lot. Like I said, they did announce some stuff coming to uh, Disneyland, of course, with the Hulk walk around character in the Avengers suit. Um, of course, they're adding a new game called King Thanos Battle Experience coming to Avengers Campus. Like I said, Big Hero 6 Land is coming to California Adventure. Um, of course, the reimagining of Splash Mountain, which is rebranding as Tiana's Bayou Adventure. And they show like a, a, a 3D mock-up of what it's going to look like. Um, they're updating um, Disney's going, Disney, Mickey Key Town of Disneyland. I've been there originally. I guess now you actually get to go show what um, Donald Trump looks like in the interior. Looks like any more interactive displays. They announced a Pixar hotel coming to Disneyland Resort. A San Francisco coming to Disney California Adventure. Like I said, um, they got nighttime shows. They're updating Downtown Disney. Like like I said, D23 is like a big thing if you're a big Disney fan. You know, you love Disney. And I like the fact that for fans, they can check out what's coming and stuff. Friends are going to add Zootopia to Animal Kingdom as well. And what is this? Walt Disney World. Dragon New Land and Animal Kingdom. Looks like there's something coming up. It says here. Um, they're teasing um, Coco and Kanto and Villains areas are teased as well. will be a larger section of Animal Kingdom. They said Hunter Bart. Um, Zootopia's being added. A Dreamer statue. Dragon New Walt statue for Epcot. They revealed a statue called Walt the Dreamer statue. Um. Says Hatbox Ghost coming to Disney World's Haunted Mansion. Uh, Figment, and they did announce that Figment will be coming back to Epcot. Figment is coming back to Epcot for a movie, no concept of Bart's Ghost, they were in form. Um, they're opening a show called Water Doing Water, um, Tron Light Cycle Run, and of course, Disney Crew Lines announced the Disney Treasure Ship, um, Vacation Disney Wonder, Shannon Disneyland updates. So. Hong Kong Disneyland updates, so it looks like they're adding Arendelle, World Frozen. Um, Hong Kong Disneyland is going to release the Disney statue, Disneyland Paris, and Tokyo Disneyland announcement. So, like I said, they're, um, they're adding a lot of stuff. What would it be without the trailers? So, I'm actually going to play the trailers for you guys. I want to see your react. Um, I'm going to react to these trailers. The only tra trailer I saw was for Little Mermaid. So, I have not seen these other, these other two teasers. Um, Marvel and stuff. Of course, um, we'll go through that. Um, Zootopia Plus was also announced. Disney Plus, a new Pixar show called Win or Lose, with Will Forte, with, uh, and of course, another Jurassic Park called Elemental will be coming out next year. And of course, a prequel to The Lion King uh, based on Mufasa. And they announced Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen are coming to reprise their roles uh, Timon and Pumbaa respectively. It's supposed to be live action, so it's kind of like a. I am surprised, but there's been talks that James Earl Jones will not be back at Mufasa. Supposed to focus on Mufasa in the jungle. Sorry, guys. Bears were playing last night, so my voice is a little shot. So give me some sparkling with lime, water with lime, so help my voice. So 
bear with me. <laughs> so this is Hocus Pocus 2. Let's check it out. Seven years later. Huh. Look at the maxi shop. Hey, is that the cat? Those are the new cast with black flames lit. We got Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, Kathy Najimy. We're pising the roles as the Sanderson sisters. Oh my god. Steal the souls again. <laughs> oh my god, one of the sisters is running on Roomba. That's fine, she's running on two Roombas. That's hilarious. Oh my god. Oh, we might get a new musical number two as well. <laughs> That's all. So basically, these girls are going to be witches in training, looks like, and they accidentally release the Santa sisters. What the heck? Summer chariots, guys. <gasps> hey, it's the zombie from the first film. Yes. Yes. So if you were to read the Hocus Pocus, can't wait for part two. This channel, like I said, that's coming out as well. Snow White was announced with Gal Gadot and Rachel Ziegler in a feature role as um, Snow White. And Gal Gadot is playing the evil queen. So we're going to see that as well was announced. Um, also, um, Ellie was announced from Disney Pixar as well. Uh, like I said, this is going to be a plus um, as well. Elemental, which is pretty much about the different elements, you know, fire, water, all living in this community as well. That's another Disney Pixar film that's announced as well. So, like I said, a lot of big things for Pixar. They're having a lot of shows and stuff being announced. So, so another thing in Marvel, of course, when I talk about Marvel, um, they announced, you know, what kind of forever smell is November 11th. Um, Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh, continue the adventures of Scott Lang. Oh, we're gonna see Hank Pym, Michael Douglas, and Michelle Pfeiffer coming back as um, Hank and Jackie Nice. Uh, but really, Bill Murray's in it. But supposedly, it'll like lead up to the Avengers with Kane Dynasty, which will be out in 2025. Um, of course, he also announced the teased the Marvels, which is coming out next year, which will feature Miss Marvels, Camilla Khan, Camilla. Kamala Khan, of course, Captain Man, uh, Monica Rambeau, and Captain Marvel herself all played uh, by herself. And they apparently, their powers get intertwined. It's kind of like that Freaky Friday thing where their powers get all mixed up and now they're trying to pretty much what's going on and swap their powers and such. So if you ever seen uh, Miss Marvel, definitely check out Miss Marvel. Check out WandaVision as well. Because Monica Rambeau is there as well. Um, also, Captain America New War, War Order was announced with Anthony Mackie coming back as Captain America. Um, Thunderbolts was also announced with um, Julia Louise Dreyfus as Valentina Lagarde Fontaine. David Farber is reprising his role as Red Guardian from Black Widow. Anna John Kamen is reprising the role as Ghost from Batman the Wasp. Olga Kordiko Nicholas Taskmaster from Black Widow as Sebastian Stan as Winter Soldier. Um, This Ragnar team is on a mission. It might even be explained that what they saw happen at Steve Hall's location hit theaters July 26, 2024. Also, Fantastic Four was teased as well. But so far, it says no cast or shooting yet, but they showed like a poster or like a teaser logo. I feel we're speculating if you know, we'll see John Constantine try to roll as assassin because, of course, you know, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, but due to like a fan, you know, request. And then also announced a new like limited series called Werewolf by Night, 
which is going to be debuting around October 7th. Um, it's kind of like a like a throwback to like uh, one of those like old like Mar- like based on these characters from the Marvel universe, which is a werewolf. Then they show us a trailer for um, Secret Invasion, which stars Nick Fury. Don Cheeto is in it um, as well. Let's see what Fury's been basically look into what Fury's been planning ever since we saw him in that spaceship in No Way Home and Far From Home. Also announced Loki season two. Can't wait for season two. I enjoy season one. Echo's coming out with um, character Echo. If you remember seeing her in Hawkeye, so it's gonna be a series featuring her. Um, Ironheart. Um, pretty much, uh, Riri Williams, who was apparently she'll make an appearance on Wakanda Forever. It's kind of like a spinoff of it. Daredevil: Born Again, like I did mention earlier. Um, Matthew Murdock. If you remember, you saw him on Spider-Man: No Way Home. Apparently, he's making an appearance in She-Hulk. And of course, we saw Vincent Norfield make his cameo in. Hawkeye, so they're coming back. So this is not like a continuation of the Netflix series. It's pretty much their introduction into this current MCU universe. So kind of like now we understand that this separates the, the Netflix shows. Pretty much separates you know those shows from the current MCU. So hopefully we'll see the rest of the Defenders make their appearance. Hopefully we'll see the Punisher, you know, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, and Luke Cage, probably with different actors. But I'm glad to see Charlie Cox back and as uh, Matt Murdock and also Vince Norfield, who I believe blown away as Wilson Fisk. Um, that's it for Marvel. Um, as for Lucasfilm and Star Wars announcements, um, of course, Andor is coming up soon, later this Wednesday. Um, it's going to be a prequel to, of course, of um, pretty much uh, Rogue One. It's pretty much going to follow him, how he got started, and, you know, when he started doing his rebellion efforts. Um, it's going to be a three-episode premiere that's going to be out on the 21st. And you show the teaser for that. Of course, next year, next February, we'll have the uh, privilege of seeing the Mandalorian Season 3 again. Um, of course, we'll hopefully see Mandalorian and Grogu reuniting. And, of course, Tales of the Jedi was announced. It's like six shorts we'll give in there. We're seeing glimpses of the lives of Jedi characters we all know. That's coming out later this October. Bad Batch was coming out on January 24, 2023. It's uh, Season 2. Um, you can watch the first season. And Ahsoka was also announced as well, which announced that Urza Bridger, the character from Rebels, will be made, appearing in the series as well. Of course, Willow uh, is pretty much, um, if you remember, Willow was an 80s film, directed by Lucas Films, will be announced as the series will star Warwick Davis coming back as the character Willow. So we get to wait to see how that comes out. Um, of course, um, Harrison Ford coming back when our Indiana Jones 5. So we'll see how that goes. Um, also stars Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Of course, Short Round will make an appearance. It's kind of cool as well. Um, apparently, Disney Marvel Games did do some announcements as well. They didn't announce some video games as well. Um, they also took a trailer for... Um, they announced uh, Tron Identity. Um, it's like a visual novel gaming that's coming into next year. Um, Nintendo Switch, um, we're getting a game, a Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy, kind of like a platformer co-op adventure called Disney Illusion Island. i seen the first trailer. kind of reminds me of a Cuphead almost. It's kind of like that whole style. Just the art, I mean, you got the actors doing the voices, um, the current actors to do the voices of the characters, but like, the art style looks kind of different, but it looks interesting to see. Um, but then now it's like um, another like game uh, called Marvel's Midnight Suns. As well, and also Captain America Black Panther video games also been teased as well. Uh, another game called Avatar Reckoning, based on the Avatar series, which is under the Disney, you know, thing. And one thing I did see, like, they didn't show much of Avatar, but they didn't show like a video game that takes place in the Avatar universe. So, thank you to Kurt Long for writing this article from WGW Magazine. Definitely check out their website; it's really cool. Um, that's all the Disney announcements. So. Like I said, if you want to see any more Disney announcements, you can go to the website, d23.com, for any announcements. Uh, and then it looks like um, I'm trying to see right here. Because we got some updates right now um, from the Wrestle Wrestling World. This here, big update on Kenny Omega's AEW suspension. This article was written by Liam Crawley for Cowbook.com. And this article says, This is here. Mega Bucks have remained active on social media. Mega recently traveled to Japan for his initial with no AEW Fight Forever. Um, let's see 
Omega was supposedly supposedly he was supposed to be at Triple Mania Mexico City but he can't go because of suspension um, Conan who's one of the producers for Triple A um, announced that Omega was going to headline Triple Mania and AEW won't let him go Conan, Conan came and took from both Omega and AEW had problems with Jason Daniels whose suspension was also lifted So right now, the Bucks and Omega and Punk are still serving the suspensions. We got incident after Punk's, you know, media scrum that they mentioned in the previous episode. It looks like they're still, you know, so lucky that's the game. We're supposed to find out later this week of any of the updates. But, of course, the people that were originally suspended for breaking up the fight were all lifted. Pat Buck, Brandon Cutler, um, Michael Nakazawa, and Christopher Daniels. Uh, all the suspensions were lifted due to the recent findings because they were the ones who broke up the fight. So Pat Buck was back to work last Wednesday at Dynamite. Brand Color, he's the part of the content creation for AEW. We'll see what happens. As I know, being the elite is still a hiatus right now while the Bucks are pretty much at home. And Michael Nakazawa and Christina Spectre are in Japan right now. They're wrestling in some dates right now for all of Japan pro wrestling and, of course, promoting the game. AEW Fight Forever, that is coming soon. As for CM Punk himself, um, right now, he's pretty much recovering from from a torn tricep, which is a six to eight month um, pretty much recovery period. Right now, his merchandise is still available on shopaw.com because I ordered his, uh, We Are Chicago CM Punk shirt. I was, I was surprised I still got the shirt. I just got the shirt last week, and I was surprised they let me order it. I thought they were going to send me emails saying they were going to make it, but it looks like CM Punk technically is still part of the roster based on it. just depends on what the investigation Entails, and we'll see what happens as we are. Just keep an eye on the internet, and hopefully, there'll be some more updates. Hopefully, Punk will just be suspended. I don't know if he had a meeting with Tony Khan the week before, like the day before they had that meeting in Buffalo. So, we'll see what kind of meeting it was between Khan and Punk. I know Punk has been has been pretty much quiet on social media while Coco Cabana was on a Twitch stream. He talked about the comments that Punk made during the media scrum, and he says his brothers also sharing the comment with their mom. So, it's like I um he talked about how he's with Ring of Honor that he's still getting paid by AEW, um, you know, and having friends in the business and stuff. So he's like um uh, poking fun of it and looks like he's still like in the galoon. <laughs> I thought Punk, you know, after seeing those comments, like he was gonna be pissed off, but the Coca Man, uh, he was happy he had friends defending him and stuff as well. How he's well respected in the locker room that he's doing things for Tony Khan for Ring of Honor and stuff. So. Have to wait and see what happens. Um, apparently, um, in WWE front, you saw that Logan Paul was called. Apparently, him and um, and Roman Reigns are going to be fighting at Saudi Arabia for a crown jewel for the Universal, the Undisputed Universal Championship. So we'll see how that goes. Um, right now, I just saw right now um, WWE Survivor Series. They're actually going to change it up, and it looks like they're going to have War Games as a Survivor Series match so it looks like they'll have a war games men's match or war games women's match I guess Triple H you know since taking over creative he's trying to change this up you know he's trying to change things up ever since taking over creative looks like he's trying to make it more watchable so they're gonna have war games matches I wanted this to be like Raw versus Smackdown matches I think that's what it's gonna be don't see from Raw or SmackDown to be eliminated. But he said, but this is what Triple H says. Even though he says that we Raw or SmackDown, but it says here we will have a men's war games match and a women's war games match. The reason Survivor Series is that I've been slowly changed by over time, but it could be changed to that, Triple H said. It will not be a Raw or SmackDown, it will be much more strategy driven. I still look at it as traditional component Survivor Series is because it's large teams of people competing for large account banks and they're going to war games and they're so it's kind of like he's trying to change things in WWE, which I do like. You know, I've been starting to watch WWE programming, and he is changing up a little bit. I do like for the fact um, with this, he's trying to make, you know, trying to get away with tradition. I mean, it's still the same concept. You still have two teams of people, and the last one survives. So it's still have that survival aspect of it, but it's going to be cool with the two rings and the two cages. If you ever see War Games, definitely check out, you know, the original ones in WCW because that's who was the creator of it. Also see like what NXT had it. If you watch, watch the old NXT Black and Gold when they had the War Games. Definitely check that out as well. 
like I said, looking forward to that as well. So let's go ahead and get to the video game aspect of the podcast. And talk about D23. Uh, not D23, sorry. <laughs> I'm still stuck on a Disney shit. Um, talk about Nintendo Direct. So let me go pull that up on the Nintendo Direct news that was announced last week. And also Google Play was also announced. So both of these and Sony had their own uh, announcements as well. So let me go ahead and go to... Yeah, I go on, on Google and it's like, right away, tell me to go watch the thing. Like, no, you can watch the archive yourself. But oh, but my voice. Sorry, guys. Okay, I pull up from archive. So basically, anything announced, everything that was announced for Nintendo Switch. So pretty much, um, it was a forty-minute live stream. They had their progress last Tuesday. Of course, we got Pokemon started. We got Pokemon Scarlet and Violet in November. That's coming out soon. And Legend of Zelda coming out next year. So we'll finally get a title for the Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild too. That we call Breath of the Wild is gonna be called Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. They showed a little trailer for it. It's coming out May 12, 2023. They showed a trailer. Yeah, definitely check out that trailer if it's on YouTube. Um, they announced uh, Fire Emblem, a game called Fire Emblem Engage. Expect to coming out on January 2023. The way it looks like, um, you're playing a new protagonist, but you can summon characters from the previous entries in the Fire Emblem series. If you ever played, um, it's gonna be the same style as Three Hopes and Three Houses. Well, Three Houses, because that's more traditional, um, Fire Emblem, you know, strategy. While Three Ho- Three Hopes was pretty much that was by, um. Project Mel, that's more of a fighting version. But Play Three Houses is gonna have that spec where you like strategize, you know, move characters, build their stats, and so it's more like a strategy type game. But this one this looks cool. I've seen the trailer for it. It looks amazing. You can choose a male or female protagonist, like like better your choices for that. And you can looks like you can summon like characters from the previous entries of Fire Emblem. So it's gonna have that same, you know, Fire Emblem esque. It takes two. They're making this. Uh, it's coming to this Nintendo Switch November fourth. Uh, another Fatal Frame game. Um, Fatal Frame: Mask of the Lunar Eclipse. It's coming to Nintendo Switch. It's going to be announced next year. Then they announced the first um, expansion pass for Xenoblade Chronicles three, which I do have. I haven't bought the expansion pass, which I definitely need to get. Um, I guess this is the Wave three. Um, I haven't got Wave one. Like I said, I gotta buy the expansion pass. I might buy it today when I start recording this episode. You hear Eno is coming with a Wave 3 for Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Expansion Pass. More Heroes are coming in Wave 3 too. Wave 2 is coming October 15th. Uh, Fist of the North Star. Remember that anime and manga? Uh, it's coming out to the Switch on March 20, March 2023. Uh, Tunic is a complex puzzle adventure game that was released this year. Now it's coming to Switch coming to 27th. Uh, Front Mission. A bunch of Front Mission remakes are coming to Nintendo Switch. Front Mission is November. Front Mission is November. Three Front Mission. Wait, in the future. Stories of Seasons on Water for Life, which is a GameCube game. Stories of Seasons is coming to Nintendo Switch. Head back to Forgotten Valley in 2023. So, honestly, some old games are coming back. Um, Splatoon 3, Splat Fest, I guess. Be held to 2025. Octopath Travel 2 was announced for the first time. It's not going to be on Switch. Not only will it be available on Switch, it'll be available on the PS4, PS5, and also on Steam and Xbox One as well. It'll have eight new protagonists that you can play with and start with. Um, Fae Farm has also been announced. It's a fairy tale farmstead game with local online multiplayer. Looks like a lot like Animal Crossing. Coming to Town Switch in spring 2023. Final Fantasy Thea Rhythm Final Bar Line. This looks like a music game, rhythm game based on on the Final Fantasy esque universe. This is your 385 songs from the rhythm game, which is released on Fairy Near Octopath Traveler and Live Alive all together songs in the game. Um, Lara Mario Rabbids collaboration, Sparks of Hope, is coming this October. And Rune Factory 3 Special, Rune Factory 3 Special is coming to this year, and a new Rune Factory 3 Special is Rune Factory Traveler 3 is coming this year. Then they announced the. Uh, they announced the uh, next. Uh, next. Uh, 
games being added to the 64 expansion. Like I said, uh, Pilot Wing 64, the first Mario Party. Mario Party 2 and Mario Party 3. Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Stadium 2, 1080 Snowboarding. Excite by 64, coming to Switch Online in the future, the first week coming this year. So we get Pilot Wing 64, Mario Party, Mario Party 2 coming first. And then they also tease that not only coming to Xbox, but also on GoldenEye. Double 7 is also coming soon to Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack. Now an online multiplayer Nintendo announced. So you can play against players online. Various Daylight Cells are coming out. It's actually out now. Um, it's an RPG developed by designers who worked on Dr. Keller and Barry Fall. Basically, it's a game where you can pick different classes. And it's kind of like almost like a survival type thing. thing and I make a character stuff a day. Uh, Factorio production line sim originally released 2016 for Nintendo Switch. I can wait. IB is a 2D exploration game by PlaySim in which a girl gets sucked into a mysterious world. Coming to Switch in spring 2023 to remake of a 2012 classic Japanese game, which is already out on the platform. Um, they're getting an update for um, Mario Strikers Battle League. They're adding a couple more players. It's going to have Pauline and Diddy Con plus a new stadium in Gears coming to Mario Strikers Battle League this month. Another expansion. Pass from Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Um, two new courses coming to Wave 3 of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Mary Mountain from Mario Kart Tour, and Peach Gardens from Mario Kart DS will be released this year. Um, and another Nin- Nintendo Switch Sports Golf is coming with online play, allowing for updated players to stay for this fall. Then, of course, Pikmin 4 is finally, we're finally getting a Pikmin game for the Switch. It says here, um, Shigeru Miyano does say the Switch makes controlling the time Pikmin simpler, so. This is coming in 2023, but they didn't show no gameplay. They should show a logo. Of course, Just Dance. I don't know how this series stays surviving by Ubisoft. It was announced 2023 edition. Um, Harvest Stella by Square Enix. Uh, it's another farming sim. I bet with intermediate combat against monsters coming out on the 4th. Bayonetta 3 is coming out as well. Um, Rain Code Resident Evil Village is coming to Nintendo Switch via the cloud on October 20th. There's a free demo out today. Resident Evil Biohazard, Resident Evil 2. Resident Evil 3 are coming to Switch via the cloud this year. Sifu, if you've ever seen that game from Steam, is also coming to Nintendo Switch in November 8. And of course, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion is going to be available. The remake of the original that was on PS Vita is coming soon to Nintendo Switch on December 13. Radiant Sewer Gun, it's kind of those like classic shoot 'em up, you know, top down classic shoot 'em up that's coming uh, later. It's actually out now. Um, Endless Dungeon has been announced. It's coming out next year on Nintendo Switch. And Tales of Symphonia, remember Tales of Symphonia that used to be on the GameCube? Now it's coming back on Nintendo Switch next year. They announced the Life of Strange Arcadia Bay collection. Contains Life is Strange Remaster and Life is Strange Before the Storm and War Bundle. And it's coming to Nintendo Switch November 6th. A new Amassing Saga, Miserable Song Remaster is coming December 1st. Lego Brick Tales is coming to fall on Nintendo Switch. Disney Speedstorm, I believe it's a racing sim with Disney Pixar characters. Fall Guys Season 2 begins December 15th, which is out now. And Kirby's Returners Greenland Deluxe. That's Kirby supposed to be back with four player local co op in February 24, 2023. So, those are the games, you know, announced for Nintendo. Like, I know I've been trying to get um, more games for Nintendo Switch now. I mean, I, I upgraded to the PlayStation Plus Extra, so now I get to stream at the download and play some games that are free that Nintendo, like PlayStation offers. So, I'm trying to fill up my Nintendo Switch library. I get some games, you know, I have games for the same game on the PS4, but they could be traveling around with my Switch. So, and with these announcements, D23, I'm looking forward to this, especially Fire Emblem. I'm trying to get into the Fire Emblem series now as well. And of course, I like the Bad Traveler. Of course, I'll make sure you play that mobile game that's available for Champions of Continent, which is kind of like a prequel to Octopath. But what's cool is you get to control eight characters. So, definitely check that out on mobile as well. I love Octopath Traveler. I love those like classic turn based JRPGs. So, that's it for Nintendo Direct, guys. Um, I do want to show you guys some new thing called Manga Corner with the podcast. So something a little bit different. <laughs> um, because I'm starting to buy manga again. Well, I've been reading digitally, but I'm starting to go back and actually go into bookstores and buy physical manga. So, and playing enough, like Target is starting to carry manga. So they're trying to carry some good manga as well. I was like surprised. I go to Target, I go by like their books. So I like to look at like you know the Funko section. People like those section, or the, and I went by their books. I'm like, they actually have a section. It says manga. You mean Walmart's carrying manga? So I'm like, holy cow, that's great. So I did want to share you some ones I picked up. I got a bunch of manga, but I want to show you the three that I picked up recently. I actually picked up um Sunday yesterday. 
So I want to sh share you guys. I um, like every week. I'm gonna show you guys. What, show you guys what manga I bought. We're gonna plan to read. Um, I haven't watched the anime for any of these, so that's why I want to read them first, just to get an idea before I watch the anime. Um, one of the ones I do want I picked up was The Promised Neverland. Um, it's written by Kaiyu Shirai and uh, and Posuk Pos. Where did I say this name? Posuka Demizu. Um, that's the artwork. Um, it's by published by Shueisha or Shonen Jump. Um, published in, in the U.S. by Vidria. Um, basically, I'm gonna read the back of it. Um, basically, um, Emma, Norman, Ray are the brightest kids at Grayscale House Orphanage. Under the care of a woman they refer to as mom, all the kids have enjoyed comfortable life. You know, um, good food, good food, clean and nice clothes, and a perfect environment to learn. What more could an orphan ask for? One day, though, Emma and Norman uncovered the dark truth of the outside world they are forbidden from seeing. I know the anime's out. A lot of people love the first season of the anime. They said the second season was not as good because apparently it skips a lot from the manga. So that's why I decided to go and get the manga for myself. Kind of read up. Just get myself started. I'm starting volume one, of course. Um, I definitely will collect more of it. But I wanted to, you know, challenge my horizons, expand my. No traditional horizons when it comes to manga reading. Read different publishers, and of course, it's shown to jump, not be tied to one publisher. I'm trying to, you know, challenge myself when it comes to reading. So, definitely um, check out the anime Cell Promise Neverland that's available on Crunchyroll, I believe, on Hulu as well. I'm not sure. But definitely check it out on Crunchyroll as well. Another series as well, this is by, published by Yen Press, it is called Totally Bound Hanako one when I got a target. Um, it's written by, uh, it's done by Idalo, and basically I'm gonna read from the back. This is where I'm reading from, guys. I'm just reading from the back. Um, of course it has that familiar phrase. If you remember the legend of Hanako-san, supposed to be about this girl that was like, like if you go to this bathroom at night or something, if you mention her name, she supposedly appears before you. It's like one of those Japanese like urban like ghost stories. Uh, this is like a fun spin of it. It says here, in Kamame Academy, rumors about the school's seven mysteries, one of which is Hanako-san, said to occupy the third stall of the third floor girl's bathroom in the old school building. Hanako-san grants any wish when summoned. So Nene Yashiro, an occult-loving high school girl who dreams of romance, ventures into this haunted bathroom, but the Hanako-san she meets there is nothing like she imagined. Kamame Academy's Hanako-san is a boy! And, of course, the anime is out, and... Based on this art style, this compared to the anime, like the anime, <laughs> I understand they try to take their interpretation of it. They try to adapt a little bit of the character designs um, based on the artwork. It depends on how the artwork is done, but definitely check out the anime itself. Um, definitely going to read this. It's kind of like goes like a comedy esque type of thing. You guys would be cool. But I like the fact that it also shows like school legends and stuff, and I like the character of Hanako Sun. So, kind of puts a fun spin uh, on the character itself. So, definitely need to check that out. Um, check it out. Definitely recommend picking up this this book as well as manga. Totally about Hakugun. Also check out the the, the anime itself on Crunchyroll. Another one I picked up. Um, I believe this is on Netflix. This anime is on Netflix. But if you guys correct me if I'm not if I'm wrong, but this is published by Kondansha Comics. I like that Kondansha publishes stuff out here in the U.S. Um, this is called Blue Period. Another manga I picked up at Target. I said it. Um, just to let you know, these mangas are mostly for older teens or adults as well because of the content and stuff as well. So, with this one, this is what's coming up. Uh, this is for called uh, Yotora is a perfect high school student with, lots, with good grades and lots of friends. It's an effortless performance and ultimately a dull one, but he wanders into the art room one day and a lone painting catches his eye. Looking him to a kind of beauty he never knew. Compel and consume, he dives in head first and he's about to learn how savage and how forgiving art can be. So basically, it looks like an art school type manga itself. Which is kind of cool because I want, like, I want to read more like these different like genres plus the manga. Like I said, this one's more like art and you know, it's like a school setting. I don't have that many school setting mangas besides the Mystery but that's more of a romantic comedy. So getting something like this. And this is cool, but it talks about the art world and, you know, a student's, you know, struggles with the art. I'm just flipping through the pages. 
And I like the art style. Looks like the characters will be engaging. I believe the manga, the anime itself is on Netflix. So please let me know if it is on Twitter. Please tweet me that and make sure I'm correct. Um, but I know the other two are also available on Control to view. But definitely, I will say, I always recommend people before watching an anime, um, if you want to get a little backstory, because I said some animes, they'll adapt some of the work, or sometimes they'll skip a certain arc. For example, Promise Neverland. Um, but I'm going to tell you what arc it skipped, because I want you guys to find out first. So definitely read the manga first, support the author. I mean, the anime, I believe they only get a few percentage of residuals of the anime DVD sales, but mostly the authors themselves get more revenue based off actual book sales. So definitely, don't be wrong, you can probably get these on digital as well. But I am proponent of both, but for me, like digital is convenient when you're at work and stuff, so you don't have to worry about bringing your books and worry about throwing them when you're at break or something. But when you're at home or you're, you know, when you're on a plane where, you know, you can't use your phones and you gotta download pages, this is where paper manga comes in. This is the best place when you're reading on the plane, on a long trip, um, if you don't wanna use your phone, definitely pick up the manga, support the authors. So those are my three purchases this week. Um, I will share more manga that I bought as the weeks come by. Uh, before I go, I do want to pull up an anime that's making headlines. So let me go ahead. That was pretty much what I'm playing to see. And the art did announce an anime. Um, One of the ones that came out this season for the summer season, so I wanted to show you guys. Trying to watch. Trying to watch here, guys. Sorry. Liquid Recoil. This is one one I'm definitely gonna watch after I finish Dragon Ball Z. I'm almost at the end, guys. I'm pretty fast. No, but right now this um, this is one anime that's one of the big standouts right now. Um, it's an original, um, but they did announce an uh, manga adaptation of it afterwards. Uh, right now it's supposed to air for 13 episodes. Currently 11 episodes are out right now. Right now it's currently it's called Liquid Recoil. It's currently holding an 8.27 score. It's ranked 261, popularity 901. Uh, basically, the synopsis is, I'll read it right now, it is by the studio, is Aniplex of America. Animation is done by Aniplex, CS11, and ABC Animation. Studio is A1 Pictures. It's action. It's the air for 13 episodes, and it's streaming on Crunchyroll. Plus Asia, and Plus TV, Prime and Crazy, Mibi, Golden Ears. Um, basically, the synopsis is: number of terrorist acts in Japan has never been lowered thanks to the efforts of a city called Direct Attack (DA). The organization raises orphan girls, nice killers, to carry out assassinations under their licorice program. Takana Inoue is an exceptional licorice with a strong sense of purpose and a penchant for perfection. Fortunately, a hostage situation tests her patience, and the resulting epic of its insubordination leads to her transfer out of DA. Not thrilled about losing the only place she belongs to, she reluctantly arrives at her new base operations, Likoreko Cafe in Disguise. Takina's new partner, however, turns out to be quite different from what she imagined. Despite being the famed Likoreko's prodigy, Shizato Nishikigi appears Almost unconcerned with her duties, she drags Takina along all kinds of odd jobs under the simple explanation of helping people in need. Takina is even more puzzled when Chisato takes down a group of armed assailants without killing any of them. Feeling like a fish out of water, Takina itches to get reinstated into the DA, but Chisato is determined to prove to her that there's more to life than just taking names. So, Hideo Rajima loves it. Definitely need to check it out. Um, 
like I said, it's been fan art of these characters. The pop- these characters are becoming more popular. In my Facebook group, <laughs> I belong to Anime Corner. Loves them so much, so definitely check it out because it's important that's currently airing on those platforms. Especially here in the U.S., it's on Crunchyroll. Definitely check those out. So that's all I got for this week, guys. Um, thank you so much for joining me. Make sure to uh, to like us on Anchor, Spotify, give us a good rating on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Google, Audible, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, and many other platforms. Make sure I also want to thank my spot our sponsors, ExpressVPN, Poddex, and also a main platform anchor, the best tool to get started on podcasting. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I'll see you guys again next week. As always, geek on and take care. Hey.